Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, and we're broadcasting this live to Facebook, and we're recording it to all y'all who are listening in podcasting world. So I just wanted to say hello. This is a video podcast. So if you want to see the video and see what Andrew looks like or see what I look like, you can go to my website at realestateinvestingmastery.com realestateinvestingmastery.com, or you can go look at Facebook, and we're actually publishing this live there. So this would be a good place if you have questions as we do this podcast, go to Facebook, type in your questions and tag Andrew, and Andrew can answer them, or I can. And uh, so we're glad to have you on the show today. Just want to remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by my new book, Wholesaling Lease Options, my new book. That is completely free, except you got to pay for shipping and handling, and we'll send it out to you. And if you want a copy of my book, just go to wlobook.com, wlobook.com. And it's the book where I share with you how I quit my job back in 09 doing lease options. And lease options are still valid today. They've always worked. They always will work, especially as the market starts changing lease options are becoming even more critical and important. So get my book, wlobook.com. And um, again, guys, go to the main podcast website to get transcripts of shows, to get notes, to listen to past episodes and all that good stuff. All right. So we've got a good friend on the podcast today. His name is Andrew LeBaron and he resides in Phoenix, Arizona. And Andrew, I'm glad you're on the show. Welcome, man. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me. It's it's cloudy in Phoenix, if you can believe it. <laughs> uh, it's actually beautiful here. It's 60-something degrees, 64 degrees right now in St. Louis. I love the fall here in St. Louis. I'd rather be in, in St. Louis, to be honest, than <laughs> Phoenix pretty much year-round. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why am I knocking the, some some uh, my guests uh, place where he lives? Why? Am I, you know why I'm doing you know, it? It's because in the, in the wintertime... I'll yes. reach with you and we'll, we'll talk who's, who's shoveling sunshine or snow. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for knocking where you live. Um, so, Andrew, you live in Phoenix. Uh, you've been doing some deals. One of my favorite testimonials is yours, where uh, you sent me a testimonial about a deal that you did. It was a lease option, but you turned it into an Airbnb short-term vacation rental property. And uh, where normally you might get a few hundred dollars in cash flow, you're getting a few thousand dollars in cash flow, which is so awesome. So I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about what you're doing. You're in a very competitive, difficult market, right, in Phoenix, Arizona, but you're still doing deals. You're still plugging away. And uh, while everyone else is kind of complaining, right, oh, it's hard. It's, they're whining. They're saying, yeah, but, yeah, but what about this? I can't do it because of this. You're out there doing deals and you're not accepting any excuses, which I love, right? I love getting people on the show who are actually doing deals and are just making it happen. So Andrew, can you go back a little bit in the Wayback Machine and tell us a little bit about 
who you are and how did you get into this real estate thing? Cool. Uh, some years ago, I was at a call center at Chase Bank and just plugging away, making phone calls. I moved up to manager position and they paid me a whopping twelve fifty an hour. And super pumped. I, I said, how do I, how do I get up even higher? They said, well, we got to have a master's degree. You got to work with a lot of the VPs around here for 10 years before you can even move up. And that really bogged me down. And then I got this phone call and I was managing two different call centers virtually. I, I was still at the center, but I was managing two call centers. Funny enough, Manila, and I was also managing Phoenix. And we'll talk about how Manila ties in later. Yeah. But um, I get this call from this guy. He says it, it became escalated. He wanted a payoff quote for 10 homes, 10 loans, 10 separate loans. I said, how do you have 10 separate loans on properties you own? And none of the loans were in his name. He was a third party authorized on each one of the loans. I'm like, I'm, I'm missing something here. So I got my supervisor partner and, and he's like, oh yeah, that happens a lot. Some people just take over payments. I'm like, what? So he got this payoff and I got the guy's phone number and called him off the clock. And the guy was telling me, oh, yeah, I just took over the payments on these properties subject to, they're all conventional property, conventional loans. It went crazy FHA or VA. And uh, he had a buyer that purchased them at a discount, but he had about 80% equity in each of these. They were pre-foreclosure, Southern California, Venice Beach, Newport Beach properties. And I think he made three to four million on the package, but he acquired these over time creatively. And from there I said, I got, I'm in the wrong business. I'm searching online for creative deals and I come across bigger pockets. And I come, funny enough, I come across Joe McCall. Uh, Joe McCall, you've been, you've been in the picture for a long time. I, I started following and subscribing to your, to your podcast. I downloaded your short, uh, your lease option short form. I downloaded your, your lease options long form. How I, long, how long ago is this by the way? Oh, three, three and a half years ago. Okay. Almost four years ago. Yeah. And I, I just started making offers from day one and my background, I, I served a mission for my church. I am LDS and, you know, knocking doors every day you learn. And especially in a predominantly Catholic nation in Chile, you learn how to take rejections so easily. So it just, everything becomes no joke just a sales funnel. You know, everything you look at it and you just like, I got to get in the door. We got to figure out a way to get in the door. Knock, knock, knock. And I think that's where my persistence came from. But Joe, your podcast really helped me out. And I just learned to negotiate with sellers and work with realtors. You know, it's funny, Andrew. um, I've heard this from several people that if you want to hire a good salesperson, go to Salt Lake City (laughs) and hire people from LDS. Um, (laughs) Because yeah, if anybody can for two years knock on doors and get you know your door slammed in the face and get spit upon and handle that dogs biting you and people throwing rocks. <laughs> if somebody can do that, they can do real estate. They can do deals. Is that true, or is that yeah, just a generalization? Hundred percent. I mean, just imagine. And, and this is what we did as as missionaries of the church. Uh, I'll just say the Church of Jesus Christ of Saints, this is what we did. We, we, every night we'd turn in our forms. We'd have these forms. How many lessons did we have with a member? How many lessons were on our own? How many people do we contact a day? Um, how many people have we set up a date for baptism? 
we, we'd send in these numbers and every Thursday we'd have a three hour planning session to create goals. And every night we'd report our numbers to our district leader. They report to the zone leader. They report to the president. And I mean, I remember going months without having any success. And my mission president just told me, you stick with it. It's going to happen. Your, your vocabulary is going to get better in Spanish. You're going to be able to negotiate, you know, I'm saying negotiate. <laughs> you're going to be able to talk with the people better. And you're going to be able to invite Jesus Christ in their lives. And so that's, that was our main goal, invite people to come to Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. it seemed like you're trying to, it, I mean, it, at every angle, door knock to, to direct mail. I mean, we, we did that funny enough in the mission field. And, and then I come home and I only try, this is so nuts. I come home and I try real estate after the call center thing. I tried for a couple months and, and I closed my first deal. I'm like, dude, this was cake, you know? So that's real estate deals are easy compared to what you're doing before. Oh my gosh. I'm the only white guy in Southern Chile in a, in a Catholic nation. Yeah. yeah it was <laughs> that's you, awesome. Good guys. There's no, you have no excuses. Zero. Yeah. All right. So um, talk about that first deal that you did. Okay. So the very first deal I did was, so I, Okay, there was a really quick assignment that I made a thousand bucks on. I don't like to consider that my first deal because it's not as gorgeous as my next story, but I'll, I'll include both. One was a Chandler property, yeah. a contract uh, with a Google contract I found online. I downloaded it and I posted on Craigslist a buyer called. The buyer was going to eventually be my mentor. He gave me a thousand bucks just for the deal. He was like, hey man, I'll pay you a thousand bucks for the deal. He kind of trusted that I had it under contract. I didn't even have escrow open. He just knew I was a newbie. He was like, let's meet up. Give me a thousand bucks cash. That was it. The deal after that, uh, it was it was actually a project. And we don't have to talk about that one. But yeah, the first deal was so cake. It, it, it just fit. I'm not talking about the first try. The first try, the second try, the third try, the millionth try. I tried a lot of times before that, but the first deal was cake. So Okay. All right. So then did you, over over the next several years... You've tried a lot of different strategies. Mm-hmm. What um, what are some of your favorite ways to do deals today? Brand building. Brand building. Oh, that's being, a good topic. Being the biggest brand in real estate or being a different, uh, a fun slash helpful brand. And and also, I don't reach out to sellers. I reach out to realtors. A lot of times we, we focus on um, the retail side because we know they would rather take a quick check than a long listing. Um, mm, that's really good. Cause everybody's targeting, you know, especially in Phoenix, right. Mm-hmm. Is targeting the motivated sellers. You've got guys there, man, who are sending 50 to a hundred thousand postcards a month. This is the land of Sean Terry, Cody Sperber, Robert Kiyosaki, fortune builders. I mean, it, it's, it is insane. I've been, to, I've been to appointments with yellow letters stacked four inches thick and what, what do wholesalers say when they're at an appointment, when they, the seller's like, well, yeah, I got all these other guys coming at 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. tonight. I always say, call me last. I'll make you the best deal. And they say, well, that's what the other guy said. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know what you tell them? You tell them, listen, I'll give you full asking price for your home if you're willing to lease it for a year and then sell it. That's it. Does anybody else offer you that? That's it. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, we, we love using that strategy. That, that's a killer. 
question. That question, if people would just use that question in competitive markets, they'd close a ton more deals. Yeah, that's good. Brand building. All right, so talk about brand building. What does that mean to you, Andrew? Brand building is... Well, let, let me rewind a little bit. I'm sorry, sure. before we start getting into that. Talk about why should we listen to you now, Andrew? What, what kind of business do you have today? What kind of deals are you doing today? Um, what, what does your business look like? We predominantly wholesale. We just opened Dallas. We're here. We're only in two markets. We're both in Dallas and Phoenix. Uh, we do anywhere from 10 to 20, 15 to 20 deals a month. Cool. And we just, we're, we're in it. I guess if someone's going to ask me what's the secret, what, what does it look like? It's not, it's not brand building. It's persisting and adjusting to what works. That, that's the secret. Persisting and adjusting. If you don't persist and adjust, you, you won't make it. A big piece of that's brand building. So many people out there, especially newbies, are learning how to wholesale. And they, just, they don't last. I, I would say the majority don't. But when they see someone like Joe or they see someone like me who's in it, who's been in it for a while, they gravitate to them. That's brand building to me. It's being a help, being valuable to those that are just getting started because they could be close to deals and they just don't know how to recognize them, uh, especially realtors, brokers, new, new wholesalers. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're doing 10 to 15 deals a month in two different markets. What, what percent of your deals are in Dallas? Um, no, majority are Phoenix. I would okay. say 10% of deals are in Dallas. Okay. So how long have you been out there in Dallas? <laughs> Last 30, 40 days. Brand okay. Are you still trying to do the brand building strategy in Dallas as well? So that's our next step. We're opening Flippin' Paper out in Dallas. And Flippin' Paper is kind of our brand building, our, our name, our go-to. Hey, there's one of our guys. Um, Flippin' Paper was uh, an idea, a cool idea for like a young group of guys that flip paper, that wholesale deals. And it's gravitated a lot of the younger generation, which we wanted. It's actually our, our target market is young people. We want young people that want that, um, not show-offy, boasty money, but they want to get into this freedom lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's, a, it's like a vlog-style brand. That's the type of brand. And not a lot of people are doing that. I think some people are. You can see a few out and about, but that's what we wanted to do. And Dallas is going to be definitely a part of that. So... Darren Bottle will be handling Dallas. He's, he's a team member moving out there. We're relocating him. So. Flipping paper. So when you say that, you mean flipping contracts? Yep, that's it. Okay. So you're, not, you're not talking about flipping notes, right? Um, not particularly. I mean, yeah, eventually. Um, not, that's why we created a generic brand, flipping paper, because you can flip businesses too. Yeah. I mean, I flipped, yeah. a, we flipped a vending machine business a long time ago. I mean, you, can flip, you can flip anything. So Flippin' yeah. is a very generic brand. Okay, cool. So you talk about this branding, brand building. What is a good example of somebody who's doing good brand building? A good example, if you want an actual person, um, I think you mentioned him in, in one of your um, meetups over here. I think Max Maxwell is a good example. Oh. You got some people that decide to create an image of what people want. Um, it, it's almost like, when we create a brand, we start with insert your dream here in hopes to reduce your biggest pain point here. In most of our, in most of our videos, if you see our intro, it says, you know, we know what it's like to have a negative bank account. 
but this piece of paper changed our lives. So you're selling the dream. Hey, we have this because of this. And now we don't deal with this garbage, right? When it comes to brand building, it's just being present in the Facebook groups. It's being present in your email list. Uh, we're always posting an email that's relevant about our current struggle. Uh, we're authentic. We don't hold back. I think there's a very fine line, uh, and I think I spoke to you about this before, there's a fine line between being authentic and being inappropriate. We, we try to stay extremely appropriate and relevant and authentic simultaneously. People actually gravitate towards the realistic side of you. They want to see you fail because they are failing right now. Um, the majority aren't closing deals. And if you can somehow embody that same pain and show them that you are closing deals, but you've been in their shoes, I think that's the best brand building technique. You want to, you want some advice? Sure. If you want to target 20 year olds, talk about how real estate investing can eliminate their college debt, college loans. I'm going to write that down. Like how a 25 year old flipper got out of college debt. I love that. There is a, um, a podcast on bigger pockets where they interviewed a guy talking about that. And it was one of, it's one of their most popular podcasts ever. Wow. Yeah. I love that data. I mean, I think that's, that's what I need to, that's what I need to keep my eyes peeled for. What is it that gets the most reaction and engagement before and afters are the largest, the biggest engage, the largest, most engaging posts or, or content out there. I've seen whenever you see a before and after um, you can have sexy video you can have, you know, amazing content written long form, short term, short form, however you want. But if you don't show the transition, it, it's kind of useless. Well, yeah. So if you could, I, I don't know where that podcast is. I'm looking for it right now. But the idea of there's so many kids, kids, you know, young adults, adults in their 20s who have tremendous amounts of college debt and think about how much stress that's causing them. Yeah, even guys in their 30s and 40s who still have college debt. But like, what if you could show people and help people by partnering with them on deals? Wow. To eliminate their college debt by flipping deals with you. I love it. So if anybody listening to this has has some college debt and you want to get into real estate and eliminate your debt, um, start partnering with Andrew on some deals. All right. All right. So anyway, brand building. And what what does that look like? Are you... Does that mean going out and doing a YouTube video every day, Instagram, Facebook, or just what? Yeah. Brand building, for us, it happens every week. We sit down, we get the whiteboard out. I got probably one of the largest whiteboards in the office. It's a, it's a large one. Yeah. It's real important. Yeah, you got to have a backdrop too. They're like 10 bucks at Amazon. Make sure you get it. We sit down and we say, what's our strategy? How many posts are we going to make on a personal page? How many posts are we going to make on the Facebook page? How many posts are we going to make in the group? What kind of posts are they going to be? What questions we're going to ask. We've started building content, video content. If you follow Flipping Paper on YouTube, where they're tutorials, they're mini whiteboard trainings. Uh, the whiteboard trainings are great because they can be shoved into a sponsored Facebook ad or an Instagram ad. They're super short. They're real easy to understand. And we strategize how, how many posts we're going to post in groups, how many posts we're going to post online, um, how many meetups we're going to go to this week. Uh, we got four guys working with us full time on the acquisition side. Yeah, and that, that's it. I, I know we can tighten it up a lot better. We have a lot of plans to, 
to improve it. But yeah, it's been really, it's been really good. And it's crazy how much effort you don't have to put into it for it to start working. Um, that sounds crazy, but. Okay. So are you talking about like building a Facebook page um, and then starting to talk about the deals that you're doing on your Facebook page? Or are you talking about building, putting that kind of stuff into your personal profile? And, and I would say a personal profile at, what was it? What is it called? AdCon? I can't remember what it's called. AdCon. It's every March. Is it um, market, market? I don't know. It's a convention in Las Vegas. I need to get back to you on that, what it's called. It talked about how effective Facebook personal profiles are and how much more effective they are than pages or how much more effective they are than uh, even a group. A group is fantastic. But again, in a group, if you have an agenda, people get it pretty easily. But if it's on your personal page, people take that a lot more seriously than they do in other places. Okay. There's a lot more engagement that takes place. Um, something else I've noticed too, when you when you create a Facebook group, we, we have a small Facebook group. It's not wholesaling lease option size yet, where we have engaged people waiting for opportunities to learn how to generate leads. When I go live on my personal profile, I, I get only about maybe seven or eight viewers. When I go live in that group, I get like 20 viewers because they're they're there for a reason. They're probably going to stop what they're doing and watch. Um, hmm. A really good mentor of ours said, hey, if you want more engagement, uh, create a group and go live in the group. People will start, you know, picking up what you put down because they're there for a reason. So what would be, you know, somebody wants to do deals in Seattle, Washington. What kind of group would you recommend that they start? You know, is it a, a nationwide group or just a group for people in Seattle? I would start niche. If I was them, I would start super niche. Seattle is not too small of a town. I would just do one there in Seattle. I, I would do Seattle wholesalers or Seattle lease options because people are going to use those search terms when they search in Facebook. They're going to type in lease options. They're going to type in wholesale or flip. And you can add tags to your Facebook group. But in there, you're going to start posting your deals. You're going to post your actual events, your goals, what you did that day. You're going to ask questions, get engagement posts. And this sounds nuts, but I think most of the things we sell is off of Facebook. You go to Live Cash Deals, the page, we that's where we sell most of our inventory. So uh, Facebook's how we sell. And, and yeah, I see you have a, a um, YouTube channel, mm -hmm. Wholesaling Houses Flipping Paper. Mm -hmm. Are you focused on that? Are you focusing a lot of energy on that? I am. I am. It's kind of in the, we're in the build the content right now stage we're going to start redirecting a lot of that traffic back to the YouTube channel. We haven't monetized, we haven't sponsored any of those ads yet, but right now we're, we're building a couple uh, Facebook and you'll see them too. We're building a couple of Facebook ads to put people into the Facebook group. That's wholesaling, or excuse me, wholesaling uh, houses, flipping paper, Facebook group. And it's a public group. You can see it there. So this is, I like what you're doing with this. You have uh, some videos where it's just a big giant post-it note board. Yeah. And uh, somebody's talking. I can't hear it because we're talking right now. Sure. And they're writing in. They're writing down things on there, right? Sure. Yep. And it's just a real simple, easy, peasy way to understand difficult concepts. Like what's a lease option? How do you wholesale? Uh, how do you take an inbound call? 
I think the most recent one is we did a video. We have a four-part series on how to get started in wholesaling with $100. And it, that's actually a really funny series because the first three videos mention nothing about having money. Um, you can close deals without any money. And You got a video here about driving for dollars on scooters? <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, that was downtown in, uh, in Tempe. So just having fun with it is really what you're doing it. Right, right. In fact, most of our most of our operations are all outsourced just through virtual virtual teams. So most of what we do is just content creation every day. And that's so weird to tell people. I, and they don't get it. I think most yeah, most of my days like look, I'm sitting here, I got a chicken suit and I'm going to put on the chicken suit to create a video about door knocking. And the premise behind the chicken suit video is everybody's so afraid to door knock and it's a great way to do it. It's a great way to generate leads for free. And I'm going to dispel the sphere by wearing the chicken suit and knock on doors. So nice. And, um, you have some educational videos too, but they're mostly short, you know, like, um, just a couple minutes long. Yeah. Um, people within the age range of 18 to 30, do not watch YouTube videos longer than a minute and a half. Um, they, they start to fizzle out after, after a minute and a half, unless you're just an icon and you broke the threshold like Casey Neistat or some of the large YouTubers out there uh, that gain a ton of attention with millions of subscribers. You're most likely only able to influence your following after a minute and a half. That's crazy. I know you say that. And I kind of believe it, but there's these guys I see that have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And some of their videos are 45 minutes to an hour long where they're just teaching and it's not a bunch of shots in between. It's just like one long shot where a guy's looking at a camera, but you just got to find out what your audience stick with it. Who's their audience? This guy in particular, I'm thinking about um, his audience are people that um, are in the e-commerce business and sell stuff on Amazon. Yeah, see, I can see how that was. I mean, if I was in that business, I'd stick around and wait and watch the whole video. I really do think, Joe, our niche, at least my niche, specifically my niche, because the image we're portraying is young millennials having fun. Yeah. They're not going to stick around unless it's funny or unless it shows that they can make a lot of money. But I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. So who, who does your video editing? We got a guy from, you know, this is just brand new. We just started that channel not even a month ago or three yeah. weeks, three and a half weeks ago. We hired a guy full time from Pennsylvania. He's a video guy. His name is Nate Merck. And he gets a couple other people involved and we just shoot video. He edits the video as well. It's done on a Sony A7. Um, got a lot of other equipment involved. A7 II, by the way. Um, A7 II? Mm-hmm. I'm geeking out now, Andrew. Dude, it's awesome. I'm on uh, Amazon right now. Sony A7. Like two as an II. Yeah, II. Yeah, that's it. Uh, An amazing camera. Uh, He uses Adobe Premiere to edit. Um, We got him an i9 processor, beast of a a computer. To foot the bill and all the equipment was crazy. Uh, He came came unequipped. He, He did have a glider, a glide cam, which is... So, but he, where does he live? He lives here. He lives here now. We, 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 we located him here. Ah, we moved wow. him. So he's just in an apartment here, but he, he's a full-time video guy. 
every day or excuse me, every week we, we plan out on Trello, pre-production, post-production. We select all the days that we're shooting and all the days we're releasing. We're doing the first 60 days as daily. We want daily videos to come out. And the reason why is our plan is to build a ton of content and we can start throwing them up on Facebook and Instagram with ads. And we just want to redirect all those, all that traffic back to the group and or to the page. And we want to capture their email along the way. But So is your goal to um, find people to, to help do deals with, to bring you deals or what? Yeah, we want to JV with everybody in their respective markets. We also, I don't know if you, you knew about this little startup we have. We've had it for about a year now. We have about 15 clients. It's not robust and huge. It's, it's virtual assistant help. It's buy more time. Okay. You go to buymoretime.com. It's a virtual assistant help a solution. And we also sell services in there. So okay. system data and buymoretime.com. Uh-huh. Cool. If we can't do deals with you, you can leverage our virtual team. That, that's pretty much it. Cool. So you're, you, the goal of your YouTube videos is to make them short, entertaining, get them out there. It's, it's a slow process, right? Correct. People who are getting into YouTube need to be committed to it for at least five, 10 years. Yeah. That's like how long your commitment has to be to it. It's a big deal. But your goal then is to just kind of grow, get people to find out about you and then um, potentially JV with you on deals. And as you grow, it'll get bigger and bigger, right? That's correct. Cool. And you're doing a lot of Facebook lives to your personal Facebook page. Are you taking these YouTube videos and putting them out there on Facebook as well? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, not as much as we should. I need to plan that content out in the descriptions and, and add the links to the comment section. But yes, we should be doing it more. Uh, right now in the 60-day period, we're building as many videos as we can on a daily level. And then we're going to start reusing that content and pushing it out there on Facebook under ads, including just our regular Facebook profile. The live feature, as you know, it's like a, every time you go live, it's a push notification. Uh, it's one of the most striking push notifications there are in marketing. Yeah. Um, it's better than an email because the person's literally watching you. I mean, you can, you can watch them talk and they can interact with you. It's, it's, it's incredible. So I try to go live as much as I can. And I'll talk about, it really doesn't matter what you talk about. I know that sounds nuts. For me, I was able to get more followers on, on just Facebook alone just by going live often. Sometimes I rant and rave. Maybe that's a bad thing. Who knows? But. It ha- it's been been pretty good. So you have a uh, you had a video where you were ranting about um, Conor McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. cool to mix it up, right? Yeah, it was just different. It's very different. Just keep it. There. I did. I did relate it to the real estate business, though. I think in real estate, there's a lot of jabber. There's a lot of people that just talk, 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 and Nagar Madoff showed up and cool. Just, went after it. So, so you're doing these videos and then, um, you got a guy filming them for you and, and then editing them and publishing them for you. Right. Correct. What would you say to somebody who doesn't want to hire somebody full time to do videos? Definitely don't need to. I would say at least get a camera. A Canon 4d is a good one. I think it's called Canon 4d Mark two or, or just get a Canon 
ADD or even just your phone. If you just want to use your phone, the iPhone or the Google Pixel, they're both amazing phones. Get cheap editing software. The reason why edited videos rock is because people subconsciously know that you put effort into the video. A really good guy to follow. And I don't say this, I don't say this negatively. This is all 100% awesome, positive feedback, but they're not the highest quality videos, but he's still got amazing content. It's John Martinez of Midwest. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Midwest Revenue? Midwest Red? On YouTube. Um, actually, no. I don't think he's on YouTube. He might be on YouTube. I, I just follow his videos on Facebook. If you wanted to start a YouTube channel, the same thing applies, though. You, you don't need all of the, the gear. You don't need... I just wanted to do it because I'm, I'm all in. We're just going to go 100% full throttle. I would say just start. Documenting your process along the way of locking up lease option deals is going to help somebody in the future. And if you could somehow capture that right now, <laughs> and it would be kind of cool to do like a 90 day, hey, day day uh, 62, I finally got someone to sign a lease option. I finally got someone to show up, you know, and then send it all to an editor off of Upwork and have them cut it up like day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. That would be a sweet video. It would be super cool. And then uh, maybe the message is never give up. You'll close your first deal. It took 62 days for me to get it done. <laughs> yeah, I know John Martinez, and he's got this channel where the videos are not very good quality. It's got to be cell phone. Yeah, they're not good quality. I love John, though, because he's, he's really good at the sales process. He has a really good team. I wish he would invest a little bit in the camera and I think he is, but he, he, it's almost as if every video is perfectly scripted, which is awesome. His type of video is different than the type of video I want to make. The type of video I want to make has mess ups, screw ups. It's real. It's funny, but it's edited. It's not like Facebook live. It's edited. If you notice in some of my videos, I'm like drawing on that white, that white paper yeah. and I start scribbling stuff out like oops, but then I keep going and I keep talking with effects, sound effects, you know. So his style and my style are very different. There, you know, um, I'm kind of looking at different cameras and there's a camera that I like. It's called the Sony RX100. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little bit more expensive, I think, than the A7 II. Well, it's not, you know, I don't, one thing I don't like about DSLR cameras is that you're just big and bulky and fat. Is it mirrorless? Uh, yes. So, it, and it has a, um, a screen that pops up yeah. so as you're holding it. It's a mirrorless camera, which means it's like thinner, right? Mm -hmm. It's a big bulky thing. It's a lot better. There's yes. no, and, and it, a really good guy to follow on YouTube. I don't know if you follow him is Casey Neistat. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and I, I follow him. I follow Peter McKinnon. They say, look, the best camera on the best camera ever is the one you have, the one that's on you, the one that's closest to you. You know, you should always be filming, but those DSLRs, man, you can't get better quality. I mean, it's just, you got to go hefty. <laughs> really? I'm looking, like, I get it, but man, those, those are just so obnoxious and big. Got to capture the light. In fact, you got to buy a nice lens too. It's not even a camera body that costs. The lens we have is a Sony a Carl Zeiss lens and it's a, it's a zoom lens, a wide angle lens. And it, that, that's like 1200 bucks, just the lens. 
But what you can capture, the light and the aperture, give a better quality video than anything else. And if you can couple that with the software that can slow down your frames per second, you're going you're gonna to stand out. And that's Marketing 101, standing out. Interesting. Well, okay, good. Let's talk about the person listening to this, you know, they want to do more deals. You're talking about brand building by doing videos. You're posting, are you type, are you doing typed written content on Facebook at all? Or is it just pictures and videos? Yeah. Yeah. I, I occasionally do. I know there's people that do overkill when you post so often, you kind of go into a mental sleep. You don't really look at people's posts anymore. That is a real thing in social media, by the way. Got to be very careful with the amount. Largest influencers out there are posting a lot less. To do more deals, for me, the easiest way for me to do more deals, get in every single group in your market doing deals and post every day. Whether it's an update, whether it's, hey, I'm meeting at the Starbucks down on Main and 40th Ave. Meet me there. Whether it's I'm going to the meetup at, at 10 a.m. Who's coming? Be active. Be there. People will start hitting you up. People start messaging you, answer everybody. And suddenly you're going to be the one everybody's reaching out to instead of you reaching out to everyone. Okay, talk about Instagram. Are you on Instagram? I'm terrible at Instagram. I, I'm bad. I need to be a lot better, especially with the niche I'm, I'm targeting. I need to be a lot better. Flipping papers on Instagram. Flipping.paper. So do you think, is Instagram a, a fad like Snapchat? No, I think Instagram's here to stay. It's owned by Zuckerberg too, right? Facebook has it. I think Instagram and Facebook both need to be utilized the same way. Uh, Instagram is for a younger generation. It's all imagery. If you're in video and you're not on Instagram, you miss the boat. It's your before and after. Instagram viewers are swiping. They're scrolling. But the problem with it that I can't stand is, especially with stories, they're gone in 24 hours. Yeah. I hate they that. can't, they can't, you can't put them anywhere else. I hate that. And the best Instagrammers out there, they're consistent. They do it every single day uh, or they, they have someone else do it. So does that, do, does that stress you out though? It does. It like does. every single day. And that does. Cause you want to do something every day you love doing. I like making videos. I'd rather do that every day. What you can do is you can link your phone to your Google account this is cool. So get this. You can get a virtual assistant to get your Google account photos and upload them to Instagram after adding a filter and adding hashtags. And they can kind of content write for you. I've done it before. I haven't mastered it at all. I'm far from it. But that's, that's sweet because that saves you a ton of time. I know how the, the big gurus do that. This reminds me a lot of um, – I've interviewed Claude Diamond before on the podcast. Good friend. And um, – he talks a lot about social media marketing and uh, he doesn't use the word brand building, but it's the same kind of thing. It's, and if you look at his YouTube channel, he's old school, you know, but people love Claude because he's Claude diamond, right? I mean, he's, he's got messy hair. He does some videos where he's on a toilet and he's, yeah. he's reading, what? What, he's reading a, uh, a contract that's been written on toilet paper, you know, but um, he's just goofy thinking outside the box, but he's been doing it forever. Right. Yeah. He doesn't have a huge following. And this is what I want to bring about to you guys. You don't have to have a huge following. You don't have to be nationally recognized and famous like some of these guys. But you just need to know who your specific niche target is and talk to them and speak to them. 
It might be people wanting to do lease options in Seattle, Washington. It might be people who um, it might be landlords in Des Moines, Iowa, or maybe real estate investors in Des Moines, Iowa. But like, you can start talking to them, do videos, speaking to them, talking about the neighborhoods, talking about the houses, talking about what's going on in local politics. You're going to start getting really good traction. You what's going to happen is somebody in Des Moines, Iowa, who's searching YouTube for videos is going to see yours or they're going to find your YouTube page or your group or whatever. And they're going to be like, wow, he's talking about real estate in Des Moines, Iowa. And so you may not be as cool and hip and sexy as this guy who's doing these incredibly fancy videos, but who do you think they're going to pay more attention to? Yeah. The guy talking about real estate in their market that they could actually maybe partner with or JV with. So like what the boy I'm saying is, let's say somebody is seeing from Des Moines, Iowa is seeing Andrew's video talking about partnering and he sees that's really professionally done. And he sees somebody else's video that's done from an iPhone or an Android. And he wants to partner with somebody on deals. I'm saying like he might go after, he might want to first contact the person in Des Moines, Iowa, talking about the videos from Des Moines. Iowa. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yep. So I just yep. want to encourage all of you all thinking about social media and getting your brand out there and stuff like that. You got to niche down. So the riches are in the niches, as they say. So be very, very specific by market, by type of deals and things like that. And be consistent with it, right? Yeah, I, was, I started off in the city of Mesa and I just wanted to master Mesa. I, I knew all the streets, I knew all the neighborhoods and I wanted to reach out to all realtors in Mesa. It's funny, I actually go on Zillow, get this. I go on Zillow and I look for properties. I click the for rent and I click the zip code or put in the city. And I see all these realtors that pay money for Zillow to give them exposure. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I collect their tech or I collect their phone number and name and I put it in a CSV file. I actually have a VA do this or I can do this. In the beginning I did and just text them, hey, I'm looking for a rent to own. Can you help me? Give me a call. And if they call me, great. If they don't, never mind. I can just move on to the next one. It's a great way to build a huge list of people out searching for you. Um, that's how, that's what we got a deal. I got a wholesale deal done that way. Craigslist and Zillow were probably my two main. Nice. And they just hang out on bigger pockets. So somebody's asking here in the Facebook group um, or saying, I thought Andrew was a rapper. <laughs> what are they talking about? I know what they're talking about. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> That's probably the video I need to monetize. That's probably the video I need to monetize or, or, or sponsor because I think that would get the most, because that was funny enough, Joe, that was the video that got the most traction. People were reaching out to me after I made that video. Dude, I could learn nothing. I could know nothing about real estate, Joe. No one cared about my credential or, or what my knowledge was. They just saw a cool video. Yeah. That, that's who I was targeting. And, and it worked. It was crazy. It worked. And they all joined a Facebook group we opened and, it's been fun. But. I love how you do your videos and you you have a t-shirt that says, got a house, I'll buy it. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just wear your brand. I uh, was walking through Sprouts and I found, and that's a grocery store here, and found a lady that wanted to sell her house. Serious? Um, because of a shirt? Because of a shirt. We turned it into a short-term rental, 461 East 1st Avenue in Mesa, Arizona. Um, awesome. and it's just a master lease. Actually, that has not, there's no equity gain. There's nothing. You just lease it on. 
Airbnb. One of the things you, you guys will find out too, is you start doing, becoming more active on social media, you'll get people that recognize you as you're out at the grocery store, as you're at the airport or whatnot, right? And um, it's funny because they'll think you're the, some huge celebrity just because you're on YouTube or Facebook, you know, and they see your video all the time. I bet. Yeah, um, I haven't had that happen yet. <laughs> but it will. You keep it up and I promise you it will. <laughs> Any good books you'd recommend, Andrew, on branding of this kind of, or even maybe YouTube videos, channels, talking about how to brand yourself? Um, you guys probably already know this, and I know you know this for sure. Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson is probably one of my top. And that that talks about storytelling in specific. When you're building a brand, you need to always be story-centric. People don't care about what you have. They care about where you've been. Let me just go through my Audible. Um, I finished. Expert Secrets is a real, really good book. And it applies to internet marketing, but you could apply it to real estate investing too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works actually really well in real estate investing. Here at a local meetup, people were talking about that book in specific and they're leveraging their, their social media to represent what expert secrets could do for them. Clockwork is about automations and systems. Finish what you start is a really good book. I wish you could see this. Write it down. Finish what you start. If there's any book out there that I want people to, to read right now, it's if you say you're going to reach out to 20 sellers in the next three days, oh. finish it. Because that, that's it. Andrew, do you remember our, we had a mastermind little workshop in Phoenix? Yeah. And we were talking to somebody about this who was there. That's it. We were. <laughs> we were. We were. They, they didn't do it. Oh. Well, then results may vary. If... And in the book, he even says, I want, I'm going to have a goal. I want you, here's the goal. I want you to write down three things you're going to do. Not four, not two, three. Power of threes. Three is a very powerful number. It's a very holy number too. If you write down three things you're going to do and you finish them, I want you to hold yourself accountable with a group of people or one person that will keep you accountable. Finish them. And then report back. Return a report what you learned or, or all your progress. And I swear it works every time. <clears throat> you either learn something or gain something. And I think a lot of people in real estate, especially in all, a lot of these groups, online forums or whatever, even in your group, Joe, they say they've tried. I've tried. I reached out to landlords. They don't want to do it. But then you ask, how many did you reach out to? Before, you know, and, and I remember in the beginning, remember I, I served that mission and it was just door knock, door knock, slam in the face, slam in the face. It's just repetitive. What's so cool about persisting is you learn and your knowledge grows and it changes. So you're changing. Well, people think, I think it's a, sorry, you got me on one. I, I think people, when, when they're so fearful that if they persist, it's going to be the same thing every time, but that's not true. Your, your language, changes. the way you feel changes, the, your projection, your voice inflection changes, everything gets better. So think of it as practicing. So so this is Finish What You Start by uh, Peter Hollins. That's it. Just bought it. Now yeah. I'm going to have to finish it. Yeah, finish it. Or else I'm going to be an idiot. That's it. <laughs> finish What You Start. That's Listen to it. Listen to it on your Segway. <laughs> by the way, as soon as we get done here, I'm going to go to my Segway and do a video. That's you awesome. Fired me. It's been about two or three weeks since I've done a video on my Segway. Oh, 
got to do it. I'm man. embarrassed. Hey, to be honest, I want you. I'm gonna. I want you to make a T-shirt or something doing deals on the set. I don't know, man. I I I ride my Segway and close deals. How about you? I, I don't know. Something cool. Driving because for dollars. If you on the tell me Joe McCall. I see a man on a Segway closing closing deals. That's what I, that's what I see. So that's funny. <laughs> um, I was invited to speak. Well, I spoke a week ago in Asheville, North Carolina, at Tom Kroll's wholesaling summit, and um, so it was a big room, three hundred people or something. And I was at the back and they invited me and I kind of, I walked up front, right? I so wish I would have had my segue. How cool would it have been to come from the back of the room and then start going through the aisles on my segue as I'm talking to people? Joe, that is a signature brand of yours. Like if you had a dude videotaping you on a segue, cutting that up, editing it and creating some sweet B-roll and narration, that would be so cool. You know, I mean, nobody's doing it. There's so many things I want to do, but I'm not doing when it comes to social media brand building. Yeah. I'm, I'm this close actually to hiring a full-time video editor. Yeah, and sure. uh, I don't want somebody following me around. I'm not that kind of guy. My life is too boring. And my <laughs> office is too messy. Not that messy, but I'm saying it's like, what would they, I mean. What I would do if I was you, I would, I would interview probably 10 to 20 people and I would, make sure they're local so that you can create a meeting with them at least once every two weeks of how or what locations and times you're going to shoot. They don't need to follow you. At least you, you set times they're going to shoot. And I also find out if they're okay with downloading a lot of the videos you make on Facebook, chopping them up, adding text to them because on Facebook, if you add text to your videos, people for some reason pay attention. And then uh, it becomes more valuable content. You're just taking content, making it more valuable. So let's talk about, how much you'd pay a guy like this. Sure. And I hope, I hope by the way, you guys are getting some value out of this. Cause I'm, I'm talking and asking these questions. Cause I'm thinking about like what I could do to, to further Joe McCall brand to, to, to do coaching, but it also to do deals. And um, cause we're doing deals still today. The brand, this is such an important topic and um, it's another marketing channel that you all need to be aware of and you need to really pay attention to. Okay. So, Let's talk salaries for a video guy. Cool. Um, for a full-time video guy doing just my video editing, maybe once or twice a week shooting some videos with me, but spending the rest of the time, you know, editing videos and putting them out in different channels and stuff like that. What would be a good annual income or monthly salary? It comes in levels, Joe. If you got a guy with all his gear and video gear can be a hundred grand plus, and he comes and he's shooting with the, the best camera out there is a red dragon, epic oh, red dragon. Cool. I don't, I don't care about that. Okay. Well, it depends on your quality, man. Uh, if you, you know that rap video I did? That yeah. was with a guy named Albert. And he does video for, he did video for um, Migos, for a lot of uh, Glenn Shelton, Country Thunder, and he was expensive. We pay Nate Merck $5,000 a month for him full-time. We pay him $5,000. So... For me, I think it's a, a great deal. For him, he thinks it's a great deal. He is not novice, but he's not advanced. But he's pretty darn good. It's just enough. I, it's a 12-month contract. Uh, there's a lot of stipulations and clauses inside of it. We both signed. We flew him out here, and he's now living here. Um, cool. 
it's planning. It's planning, Joe. I, I would say per video, if it's 30 seconds, it can be anywhere from a thousand to five grand, depending on what they're shooting on. It's so many levels, man. You know, um, Justin Williams has the House Flipping HQ podcast. Yeah. Awesome guy. And he is super cool guy. He just did a podcast about eight lessons I learned from firing my video guy. <laughs> um, eight lessons learned from firing my video guy. And uh, he was just talking about this video guy he hired for an hour long podcast. Wow. <laughs> so I listened to the whole thing, but you should check it out and listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. Big shout out to uh, Justin Williams from House Flipping HQ. Justin's great awesome. Podcast and, um, yeah, I think in the beginning, your videos are going to suck. Uh, that doesn't even matter if you have a really cool video guy. They suck. And it's because you don't jive. You guys have to be on the same level personality-wise. You got to work together. And when you, when you guys both have the vision, you plan ahead of time in pre-production. It's going to look great. Good, good, good stuff. All right, Andrew, any question, I mean, any advice that you might give to somebody talking about branding, how to use branding, social media to do more deals? Any final advice on that? Document your day every single day. Finish what you start. If you say you're going to make a goal to document your, your getting after leads, if you're, going to, if you're going to make a goal and say, I'm going to hit up 10 landlords a day, I'm going to make 10 lease option offers a day, I want you to document it. Document it in a, either a group, and you, it's in Joe's group, so document it there. Shoot live video if it's not every day, every other day, and finish what you start. If you say you're going to do it for 20 days, just do it for 20 days, man. Don't, don't say I'm going to do it for 30 days. If you said 20 days, just 20 days. After the 20 days, tell the group how you did. Start again. I love it, man. Sounds good. And I like that book recommendation. Finish what you start. That's it. Another book we recommended was Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. We recommend that book. Go check it out. Um, your YouTube channel, just again, so people can know and look for it. It's called... Wholesaling houses, flipping paper. That's it. You're, um, you have a YouTube, I mean, sorry, a Facebook group. Um, how can people find you on Facebook? Why don't you just tell us that? Andrew LeBaron. Um, just follow me there. Just type in Andrew LeBaron or just go to wholesaling houses, flipping paper. Andrew LeBaron, you, you have good videos on there. One of them is in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. like. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, what was it? Wholesaling houses. Flipping paper. Houses flipping paper. There it is. And uh, oh, you got a good number of likes on there. Oh, I clicked the wrong one. There's a group, and then there's a there's a page. Here it is. I see it. Cool. All right. Hey, thanks for your time, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. Time. It's been a fun podcast, and um, I'm gonna go shoot a video right now on my site. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. Well, one, here's a good tip that I do. Cause like right now, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I have an Evernote where I list all the things I could talk about. And um, so I'm just going to go to that list and see what I can talk about. That's awesome. And then I'll have a point to it. What you want to try to avoid is like, Hey guys, what's going on? I just wanted to say, hi, see how your day's going. So I'll tell you what, and then you don't want to talk about what you ate for dinner or what you did. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that, right? But you got to give some good value. You got to give some good meat with those potatoes. Awesome, man. 
Well, I'll watch you live, man. Thanks for having me. Right. Appreciate you. See you, Andrew. Take care. Later, brother. Again, guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com if you want to see the show notes. And leave us a review. If you like this podcast, go to the iTunes, go to Google Play, go to Stitcher, go to Tune. I think we're in TuneIn Radio. I don't know. But iTunes is a big one. Google Play, Stitcher, and leave us a review. Let us know that you like the show. We'll see you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.